Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yeah, welcome to crunch time. Thanks to delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. I looked at the sideline here and the... Interchange cards are up, and there's two big boppers ready to come onto the field. Cal, he's going for a spell. Sirenin, he's gone off the field and coming onto the two big boppers in unison. Mark Spud, Carroll, Timmy Manor. Good afternoon, boys. Well, you've switched it around today because usually you start with the front rowers, yeah. right? We lay a platform, That's but right. these back, outside backs, they've dropped too much ball, and we're about to take the ball <laughs> up for you. Well, I looked at the opposing bench, and they had a very, very big imposing mm. bench. So I needed some big timber coming on uh, later in the day, boys. Uh, how's your week been, Spud? Been good, been busy. Yeah. Um, I love this time of year. It just brings oh. fond memories. Um, what about the weather outside? You know it's semi-final time. Isn't it? But as a forward, I used to hate, we'd be 3 o'clock kickoff and be 32 degrees. Yeah. Um, so, the, But the conditions up there are absolutely fantastic for rugby league. And as I said, it's a um, great time of year to be playing rugby league. You make a point, hey, the old days, you wouldn't have played in, probably never played a day semi-final or many at all, did you? Um, yeah, I've played a couple. Of, uh, we played Dragons once at Cogran and... On, in 09. Yeah. That was a good day out. Um, but other than that, most of them were nights. Great grand vibe, isn't it? Night. Yeah. I'd, I used to love as a kid watching the uh, the, the afternoon grand finals. Like that, I would love to see that back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. I was yeah. just, like, you know, you dreamt about doing it. But I remember we used to go and have the uh, the, uh, the grand final party and turn the uh, the, 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 the voices of the uh, TV off and put HG and Roy. Remember oh, HG yes, and Roy? Yes. They were outstanding. They were, they were outstanding. Having, just having a few beers and we playing, you know, tackle half time footy and. Uh, yeah, those, uh, and then, the, you know, for me to actual, you know, play in the grand final, those guys actually doing the same thing, listening to yeah. getting called out by HG and Roy all those years ago. It, um, it is fascinating. And, and incidentally, AFL have gone the other way. So the AFL, they have moved their grand final to Perth and they're now playing a night grand final. So it's about a 5.30 kickoff, I think, over there. So it's 7.30 here over on the eastern states. But... I've got a feeling that the AFL have been wanting to go to a night grand final because it's, you know, it's just commercially, yeah. commercially. Yeah. but, you know, they're so bolted on tradition. Now, this almost forces them to say, listen, AFL audience, just check this out, trial this. <laughs> Do you like this? But the problem it has is that it's going to clash with the prelim final over here. So you can see straight away what the NRL have done. They've gone, yeah. okay, well, Melbourne, we'll put you on first. So that means that if you do win through, which they have, they'll play the Friday night prelim final. So it won't clash with the AFL grand final. But uh, interesting to see how that plays out. They did beat the Seagulls last night. Boys, what did you take of the match? Uh, it was just 
horrible for uh, Manly. It's um, you can't make mistakes. I think the first half, the uh, the Melbourne Storm, you know, they didn't make a mistake, but you can't afford to drop the ball. It's how many times um, Harper looked up a couple of times, Olman was going to smash him. Travoy was dropping the ball at dummy half. They scored a try. Every time they made a mistake, Melbourne Storm put six points on them. Well, yeah, I'd, I know you got some um, some audio on Craig Bellamy as well talking about Turbo, but. I remember Jared Hayne. I don't want to keep talking about Parramatta. Yeah. Jared Hayne's one in nine, and a lot of people compared the two. I think in many ways Tommy's overtaken that in the way he played the last few months. But we played Melbourne in the grand final, and everything Jared had done for the three months leading into it was nullified. He, yeah. it was, you know, he just lost his thing because Melbourne was just so meticulous. They studied everything they needed to do to make sure that they got him out of the game. And I thought last night watching Tommy, he just looked like he looked. At, We've almost lost out there. Like he just didn't have the same impact he's had all, you know, all season so far. So they did a great job on nullifying him. They they, they bashed him around a lot pretty early. Like they were really physical with him, and you know, in many ways, you could almost see the the hesitancy in his mind when he was taking hit ups and all that. I'm going to get bashed every time I run this. Um, and I thought Melbourne were outstanding. One of the best things to keep the ball away from Tommy is to keep the balls. The first 17 sets in yeah. a row. They completed, uh, but we have been speaking about Tommy Turbo. So let's see what Craig Bellamy had to say about nullifying Tommy Turbo. We, we put plenty of work in. Everybody could see, you know, what t Tom does, and it was you know, a great example last week, you know. Um, and, you know, the week before against the Bulldogs, you know, he just basically, you know, got him home. But like I say, the, the other... The other four, you know, those the wingers and centres, they do a great job, you know, coming out of their own half for them. So, you know, that was a real emphasis for us tonight. And I thought they'd done a, a really good job. And, you know, actually the players, you know, spoke at half time, you know, like we done a good job in the first half on Tom. Um, but when he really flourishes in the second half, so, you know, they were pretty determined they were going to try and do the same job in the second half. Yeah, there you go there. Now, before we have a chat about that, let's see what Des Hasler had to say about uh, the same question basically put to Des Hasler about what the Melbourne Storm did to Tommy Turbo. And uh, if you think Tommy Turbo in recent weeks has been avoiding players, well, look how Desi avoids his question. <laughs> what did you make of Tom's game tonight? They, they had plans to contain him. They did a pretty uh, good job. Yeah, people are probably going to reflect on it that way, but um, we didn't give ourselves a chance. It was just, you look at the possession, uh, you look where our possession was. Uh, they made us come out of the corner the whole time. Um, uh, we didn't make them chew up any gas. Uh, they, we legged them down the field, both with our real ill discipline with the ball and also you know, giving away too many penalties. So it was nine in total tonight. So it's just not going to get it done. Uh, we, we, were, we, we weren't, weren't smart enough. Oh, Media 101, there it is. Yeah. Des Hazard, he knows what he's doing. They ask you what colour's the sky. He starts talking about the grass and what yeah. the trees look like. And uh, he did a great job of just making a full answer about something they didn't get asked. You didn't mention Tom. There was no <laughs> mention of Tom. No, he's the king of uh, defection, Desi, but I've, I've got to agree with him too. I, I, just, I put full blame at the forwards. Yeah. Um, it's okay to say you, you, your back three aren't doing the work. They got bashed. They, look, their centres hit so hard, but you've got to lay a platform. I think uh, you know some of these guys only played 25 minutes. They didn't see enough impact off the bench. As I spoke before, their impact is right through the 17. They had Harry Grant. They had Big Nelson coming off the bench. Yeah. He, that, he would start any side. So would uh, Harry. He'd start any side. Um, Hines, like, <laughs> Nico Hines, what a what a bench! Incredible bench, yeah. but come a Kamita. Yeah, yes. not one yeah. of those players would not be a starting yeah. player in another team. Yeah. But ill discipline. There was a couple of uh, you know, head shots. Yep. letting them out. Piggybacks. You can't give them piggybacks. You get them down their own twenty-two. Don't give them a piggyback. Yeah, I think the other noticeable thing was Munster. He was amazing. You know, like for someone that came to the, the game with a bit of doubt over his yeah. injury, 
He was he was one of the best players out there. What's the latest on the demolition man that we heard? Uh, yes, we spoke to Michelle Kieran. We think he, he might be okay, the demolition man. Whether they're smothering or not, we don't know. Mm. But I, I feel as though he should be okay. Uh, that was good news as far as the Melbourne Storm are concerned. Now, boys, are Manly gone? I, I don't think they're gone, but do you guys think they're gone or not? They've gone on the wrong side, haven't they? The dark side. They've got to face... If, if, if Penrith win tonight. If Panthers get through, they've got to, they've got to uh, come up against a, a super hot Penrith side. But um, as I said, it's a new competition in the top eight. And Desi's got a hurdle. He's got another hurdle next week. Timmy, yeah. having been there yourself, and as Spud has as well, watching tonight, if you're Craig Bellamy, are you going for Penrith? In other words... If South come up with their game of the life, all of a sudden you're on path to meet Penrith in a prelim. Yeah. Are, are you cheering on Penrith tonight? Yeah, and so are Parramatta. Yeah. Right. Same thing. I think Parramatta want to play South Sydney next week. Yeah. The trail. Um, but you know, if you look at the, the draw for the rest of the week, you'd assume the favourites win. You'd assume Roosters, South, Power. The one game that's kind of got a bit of unknown about it is that South game because Wayne Bennett, you just, you can just never put a, like a red line through that team and say they're no good. No. And you look at their team. I know they're missing Latrell, who's an important part of their team, but gee, they still got some strike around. Like that, of course you know, they Cody have. Walker and, and Reynolds, and they can get it right today. They can easily upset the Panthers, and that that sets up a just throws a spanner in the works. And all of a sudden, now you got Penrith lining up on Melbourne's side. You got South with us. You know they, their run will include you know, the Roosters Manly side. Well, actually, just on that, mm. if South win tonight, yep. Manly are back in the game oh, big time. Right. Oh yeah, aren't they? Yep. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, for the last two weeks, we haven't heard beep or a boo out of uh, Wayne Bennett. Now he just strikes right at the right time. Yeah. They've been in adversity, mate. Adversity meaning it, when you just said, it, oh, they can't win without Latrell, they think they can still win with, without him. They yeah. know they can win without him. And he, I just think he just loves this time here. And it's, he just likes the defection. He got the, uh, he's got the referees thinking about tonight. <laughs> yeah. Regards, uh, you know, uh, clearly with the blokes. Because when you see the vision, it's actually true. The blokes just yeah. stop dead. Yeah. The best thing is though, this year we've always like we've talked about the top six and then, you know the rest of the competition and we've put up, I know, put up probably not the right word, but in this commentary box throughout the year there's been games that have been pretty, oh, yeah. pretty long in here. Yeah. But now I've got to the stage and so, I'm pumped to watch every every game we're watching yeah. this weekend is awesome. So I'm I can't wait to put a footy tonight. Can't wait. I'm absolutely pumped as well. We haven't got the music from yesterday, have we, eh, man? Just to sort of set the scene a little bit that time of year. Well, you know, well, you know last time I was in here, I actually owned a big man of feed. Okay. So oh, that's are, right. Yeah. So I lost the bet. But I'm um, willing to double. Double, double just, down. Yeah, double down. Double down. Um, You're surely not the Parramatta game because they got that one starting up this no, week. No, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, I know Brendan Bre- well, Cow's called it up. Are you super comf- confident? Oh, yeah. Are you? It'll be 13 plus. Really? Yeah, it'll be 13. They'll. they'll They'll bully him. So there's no doubt in your mind. So nah. the dummy half nah. doesn't. Sunday afternoon, flat, fast track. Mitch Moses, the boys playing very fast. It'll be race time. Might be the nine. He'll start at nine. You reckon? But he'll probably like play 15, 20 minutes. Then Will Smith. Will Smith will come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got to agree with that. I reckon thirteen plus. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. And Newcastle, they 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 went well against uh, Big A's team, but against Manly this year. But other than that, there's not yeah. one game I can look back thinking, you know what? That was, well, I, I personally hope Parramatta aim up and show us what they can do, what they did against the Storm and went out and bashed them. Because we, we're, we're talking about you know, a couple of sides, Melbourne, Penrith. I want to talk about other sides that can actually win a comp. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, all the talk was around, uh, we thought we'd be talking about a gun game by the number one. And mm. we certainly got that, but it wasn't the one we perhaps thought. We thought it was going to be Tommy Turbo. It was Ryan Pappenhausen. And uh, the coach, Craig Bellamy, he was so pleased to have the Clive Churchill medalist back into hot form, and here's what he had to say. 
Yeah, I, obviously, um, you know, we, as I said last week, you know, we we tried to time the the run for him a bit. You know, he, he didn't he didn't train for seven weeks. I mean, he didn't do any training at all. You know, for seven weeks, so we knew he wasn't going to come back to, you know, what we know he can do. You know, we didn't know how long that would take, but like physically, but the mental part was probably even more. You know. <laughs> That was, no one really knew, you know, or had any certainty on how long, you know, that would take to come back. So, you know, I think, that, you know, through all that, the time he's been back and we've tried to, you know, limit his time at times. Um, but I think, you know, the only game he's, he probably took a little step back was, I think, um, might have been the Titans game or after the Titans game. Um, but other than that, the last two weeks, he's he's been pretty close to, to what you know we expect of him and what we know of him so you know I thought he was tremendous tonight he really you know I thought he sort of he come up with the big play of the game that try just on half time you know Manly was sort of getting right back into the game there you know if they'd, they'd have scored in the last you know five or ten minutes of that first half it would have been you know a real game on but to score that try right in half time um, you know that, that was a, a real lift to everybody. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? I was very, very sceptical of whether we'd see this year mm. the return of Ryan Pappenhausen at his best. But, uh, geez, the last two games he scored five tries, I think. But unbelievable, isn't it? Well, just hearing that uh, from Belly, I didn't know that he had seven weeks off training. Complete no training because the whack was it was brutal. Um, you know, Tim and I, we've yeah. all had head knocks. Yep. But the thing is, you know, we just kept playing on. Like We never had weeks off. Was incredible, but it did take him a while. And what, what that happens when you do get a head knock like that, your confidence goes down really low, and you're a bit skeptical what's going to happen. But now his confidence, he's had a couple of whacks he can put up with it. And wow, he is <laughs> how fast he's through yeah. the middle. Yeah, he just his ability to go from zero to 100 is so good. But wow, I, I'll keep going back to Melbourne and, and the kind of plays they sign. It's not just about the best plays, they, they've managed to find the guys that are good off the field as well, like you know, Pappenhausen. I keep talking about it. Christian Welch, I, I took them to Africa a couple of years ago, but those kind of people, when you look across, you know, Harry Grant and mm. the guys in their team, they're decent guys, and that builds culture at that place. And, um, you know, they've had great people in the past in terms of, you know, Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk that built that culture before them, you know, Robbie Kearns and those guys, but um, that club just reeks positive, good, healthy culture. Yeah, I think, uh, Timmy, they've had a couple of hurdles, you know, three weeks out, a bit of pressure on going right through the whole season without the defeat, but then. What they've got the luxury of going to the cupboard and get a couple of drones, clones. I keep calling them drones, so I've yeah. got a sport of drone. <laughs> clones, putting them in. They never let them down. What about this winger on the. I've hardly ever seen him. Yeah. He's now filling in for Ado Carr. Mate, he's a beast. Loomy Loomy. He's played two or three games. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, he was absolutely unbelievable. So that's what they do, the Melbourne Storm. Next man up, away you go. Uh, it is as simple as that. Uh, Manly, by the way, they've got to just, you know, get their things together, fire up. You just know for sure Tommy Turbo has an absolute field day. Uh, next week. You can see that coming up. Boys, what's your memories? And, and everyone talks about grand finals, but we're talking about semi-finals. I, mm. I could just imagine winning a prelim final would be so special just knowing that regardless of how next week goes, I'm off yeah. to a grand final. Do you remember your prelim for 2009, Timmy? Yeah, I keep talking about it as the highlight of my career. Really? Yeah, like I, I didn't get to win the grand final like Spade, but yeah, I played. I was able to play Origin and a couple other big occasions, and in my, in my mind, that my favourite game I've ever been involved in was the prelim. Yeah. Um, it was against the Bulldogs. It was... It doesn't happen anymore, but they, when they sold the tickets, you know, they, they asked who you supported. So 
came out of the tunnel and one half the stadium was all blue and white. One mm. half was all blue and gold. It was back and forth. The energy was, it was better than grand final. I know grand final, um, you know, we didn't win, but it also, people go to the grand final just to be at the occasion. They don't really support a team. They're yeah. just there because they want to be there. Whereas the game before, we're talking about 70-something thousand that were there just to support that team. That was unbelievable. Uh, you know, it was a good rivalry and um, got me first try in that game as well, so it made it a bit more special. Your first ever try. First ever try in that game. In yes. a prelim final. In a prelim. So mm. against a team that I grew up supporting and all my family supported. And so it was, a, it was a special day. And I, and like you said, you win it and you just know that there's there's only one game left, regardless of whether you lo- win or lose next week. It's the last game of the mm. year. And a lot of people that have been there, like um, Daniel Anderson, who's our coach, his tip was just enjoy this week. You guys yeah. going to go fast. Just enjoy it. Don't don't you know make the most of every occasion. Don't be too focused on the game. Um, and we we enjoyed it. The whole was there time. any hard training that week? Like was there any sort of like it was just sort of now nah, we've done everything now. It's just fine tuning <laughs> everything. Well, we had an open training session on the Wednesday that week, and I don't know if anyone remembers, but in '09 Paris sucked. So the first half of the year we'll come in 14th at the halfway mark. So we had a really terrible start to the year. We played Cowboys at Paris Stadium during the year. And we ended up having more people come to watch an open training session grand final week than we had to come watch us play Cowboys <laughs> Is that right? early in the year. Yeah. Is that right? Wow. So talk about a bit of a bandwagon. <laughs> the Paramount of fans, I'm telling you, when you're going good, mm. they come from the woodwork. They come from everywhere. 28 games for you that year, Timmy. You must have played just about every game. Wow. Mate, I David round one. And oh, was that your first ever season? My first, yeah, my your first year. season was a grand final. Yeah, I thought oh. we'll do it. I thought we were going to do it every year. Yeah, we didn't even make the finals till 2017. That was a spell. Um, but I debuted round one. I was on matches my first year, so I got the uh, the three grand for my first game, and then obviously three grand again. And I did not miss a game till the grand final. Oh. And because we came eighth, we had to play all four weeks of finals. So I, I could not have milked it anymore. And no. next year they said that's enough. No more matches, mate. Wow. Um, and a tr- yeah, you got the try against the Bulldogs, 22 points to 12. 22 points to 12. That I, I remember that. 75,000 people mm. at Stadium Australia. The try scorers for Parramatta, Luke Burt, Joe Nullivar, Timmy Manor, Daniel Mortimer had a terrific season. Half-time, you trailed 12-6 at half-time. Yeah, it was a it was a two-and-four game. It was back and forth a lot. It was weird. We were really confident at half-time as well, though, even though we were losing. Um, we just came in with a lot of confidence in that. When you're on a run, and, and Spud will probably know when you're in a team that's on a bit of a streak, you come to the sheds at the start of the game, halftime, and you're just full of confidence. And yeah. we had that at that time. It's hard to put your finger on why you have it and, and how you get it back again because obviously I played throughout some pretty uh, lean years at the club and trying to replicate that, trying to figure out how do you get that, that feeling back, is um, it's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. I see here, uh, the try scorers for Canterbury, Bryson Goodwin and Josh Morris. Any clues as to what the correlation is with those two? Uh, both twins. No, 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 both, no, no. They uh, will both have a brother that played in NRL. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's one. But the second thing is, um, both have a dad who played in the Dragons Grand Final in 1979. Oh, really? Yeah. So go. that being, of course, uh, Lord Ted Goodwin and uh, Slippery well, Morris. Goodwin's sister is actually married to Joel Reddy. Yes. Son of that's Rocket, right. Rocket Rod. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Who did he play? Yes, he played in that game. Yeah, so yeah. it was brother-in-law versus yeah, well, brother-in-law yeah. in that particular <laughs> match. Uh, that was uh, 2009. Spud, take us through. We know the grand finals, but mm. is there a prelim that stands out for you that you won it? You thought, well, may- maybe ahead of your first grand final appearance. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it all starts back in '94 when I went to Manly to win the comp, and we get in the uh, in the semis. We got blown out pretty quick in '94. Uh, 95 starts, and it was all about defence. Um, we just did so much training about defence. 
we could hold sides out for bloody three sets of six, and then we'd score tries. And, you know, I think the first one, making grand finals in 95, uh, it's probably just acceleration yeah. of um, thinking, how good is this? But as Timmy said, it's the hardest week ever because we've never done it before. We didn't get told what was going to happen. And there's, there's you know, um, parades and, and there's, you know, before, where they do the, uh, the breakfast before. And, mate, by the time I got there, I was zapped. Really? I reckon by Tuesday night, Tuesday night, the game's on the Sunday. On Tuesday night, I, I, was, I was doing 20 hit-ups in my tag. I woke up in the ladder of sweat. Wow. By the time I got the game time, so I had to learn to calm down. Whereas in 96, um, we, uh, again, defence was just, we had a great attack with defence. But when we got the semis, um, for me, I, I picked up a massive cork front in my, in my quad and it sort of jeopardised my whole week. So my week was really, it was more mental than anything. I was just worrying yeah. about my own self getting it ready. You know what corks are like, in ice and compress and, 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 and blow them out. So I actually had to miss out on all the other the fancy things with yeah. the parades and, and the uh, and the breakfast. I, I, I had to forgo that. because Was that a blessing in the end? I think it was because I won a comp. Yeah. The thing is yeah. I had to do it, mate. Otherwise I wouldn't be playing footy, you know. Yeah. And then 97, just the exhilaration again of making number three. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... We we beat uh, we beat them on most sides throughout the whole year, but the thing is, it just proves the game goes for eighty minutes, yeah. not seventy nine fifty. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's, it does. Like it's just yeah, you know, it just brings back unbelievable memories because uh, not only then but as a kid I used to go to the semi finals, sit on the hills there when Parramatta won their first grand finals up on the hill on one of those, you know, fold-out chairs on jumper, went through yeah. the chair. That was the sort of thing. <laughs> then they went back and burnt the stadium down. But I was there, to, you know, as a Parramatta fan to watch yeah. them win their first comp. Yeah. And I remember looking there going, I want to do this one day. Yeah. And when you yeah. do it, it's just a big yeah. tick. Uh, the prelim final for your first ever grand final. Do you remember who you played? Oh, mate, I've had too, mate, too many HIAs. No. Newcastle. Newcastle. You played the Knights. It was the prelim final. It was yeah, the Sydney Football Stadium. It. Yep. At halftime, it was six points to four your way. Mm. Uh, Robbie O'Davis has scored for the Knights. Cliffy Lyons had scored for you blokes. In the second half, Matty Ridge picks up a try, kicks a goal, and uh, 12 points to four. You've beat the Knights. You're off on the way to your first ever grand final. Wow. Okay. What about you, Struggle? What's your experience? Mate, my only, I had one final in my career, yeah. right? It was my third ever game. Oh, wow. Yeah, third ever game. It was uh, the drag. It was actually a very... Um, uh, infamous game. We, we played Canterbury. It was 1998. It was the last ever Dragons game before they merged with St. Mm. George Illawarra. We didn't know it was going to be the last ever game, but of course we lost. It was at Cogrove. We had the home ground. And what happened was Canterbury, who went on to the grand final, they went on to the grand final to play the Bronco, uh, Broncos, I think, in 1998. Anyway, they um, they scored on the seventh tackle. So, yeah. th- so they beat us having scored on the seventh tackle. Yeah. It was great controversy to the point where the referee, uh, the referee of the match, Stephen Clark, yeah. had to get a police escort That's out of the right, ground. Really? Yeah. That yeah. was like Eddie Ward in 95. In, uh, there was a seven-tackle set. They scored a try of the Bulldogs. But, yeah. Um, you know, just, you, know, you think how things go so quick. I actually played in a semi-final series in 89. Yeah. Um, I just, it was, I think it was my fourth or fifth game of first grade. I'm playing... I'm playing a semi-final. Um, the, the week before we played at Leichhardt Oval, biggest crowd ever, I think it was 22,000. They were on the, on the roofs over the other side. And I saw, I, I was coming off the bench and Ron Willie walked in and said to Matt Goodwin, so remember, he goes, boys, you've got 10 minutes. And then he said to Matt Goodwin, he said, first scrum, I want you to whack Blocker. He just mm-hmm. walks out. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. as the scrum proceeds on, he does that and Blocker picked him up. What are you doing, Matt? And starts punching the hell out of him. Wow. But in that game, 
um, Johnny Cartwright um, hit, hit uh, Benny Elias. And uh, there was one play we used to do. It was called Apples. Apples was the dummy half runs across, turns the ball back inside. I'm thinking about the score. We got hold, held up over the line. Me back then wearing the big steed and shoulder pads and the headgear. Blocker rips my headgear off and throws it into the crowd. Yeah. And he breaks me bloody neck. The next week, I'm actually playing in a, my first ever starting position for the Penrith Panthers against the Balmain at the Sydney Football Stadium. And, uh, um, yeah, Dad always ring up and, you know, he'd give me a couple of blokes to go and whack. And one of them was a blocker. He goes, mate, you still owe me one. You nearly broke your neck, blah, blah, blah. But I still remember this one thing, Joel. With being a, a defensive player, and I'm sure you're the same, Tim, you'd always get your feet right for a, sh- a right shoulder hit, never hitting your left. You don't realise how strong you are on your left until you got to do it. Yeah. And my dad always said, oh, you don't know how strong you are on the left. And this particular time, Wayne Pierce went down the blind side, and I smacked him so hard on my left side. Yeah. He got up, he patted me on the back side. He goes, great tackle, son. I went, out loud, I went, that's Wayne Pierce. <laughs> it was like an idol for me, you know. And then the next play was backline play. Blocker come towards me. He, he threw a short ball. I didn't care where the ball was going. I went whack. I hit him across the chest. Apex him on the ground. He chased me to the to the end goal. He goes, I'm gonna give it here, Carol. I might be on giving him the double <laughs> bird. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was um, yeah, we went out the back door there. But that was uh, my first sort of you know, thing of uh, for, you know, semi-final footy. Do you remember your first try ever? I just found your first well, we, ever try. Do you remember it was that? About a meter out or something. Yeah, um, no, do you remember who was it against? Jeez, oh, no, this is like we're talking to front rowers here, mate. Yeah. Your first ever try yeah. was on the twenty second of April. Uh, it was South Sydney versus the Dragons. You were playing lock. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you I, go. I had it just 1990. Chip and Chase, was it? On yeah. the topic of our fi- finals experience, would you, now, I suppose you obviously won one already, but would you rather have played, you said you played your third game, was it? Yeah. Would you rather have played five or six games in your whole career and have won a grand final? Yep. Or have played 10 or 12 the years without winning one? Uh... Well, because I've, I didn't play ten or twelve years, but probably played six or eight years. But um, I, I think I like the idea of having won a grand final. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's a good, it's a fa- fascinating question. It is. I, well, like, I, I am very envious, and I, was, I had. So, what's your answer? Because with the long career, become you know uh, opportunities, opportunities that, yeah, in yeah, life, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you, you know, you quickly get forgotten about if you've only played six or eight games. Yeah, I, I, and you're probably not a big part of the team. Either if you've only played six or eight games, won the grand final and didn't play much yeah. more after, you probably weren't a big part. So, yeah, it's a very good question. I had Daniel Mortimer on the show last week on our show and yeah. we spoke about his experience of winning at Roosters. A lot of people forget he won a grand final at the mm. Roosters. And a like, lot of people would back him out for not winning yeah, the Yeah, that's a trivia question. And wow. for the rest of his life, though, he's got that premiership ring. Like, you, know, yep. it's, you yeah. can't take that off him. It's always going to be the highlight of his career. And I look back and go, you know what? Part of me was like, yeah, yeah it was nice to play it a long time, but... If I had to cut my career short, maybe not five or six games, but if I had to cut my career in half and walk out of the premiership ring, I probably would have taken that. Yeah. 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 But, um, did you ever go through a stage, and I'm going to go back to the Penrith days, they actually had um, probably one of the first ever sports psychologists, and his name was Rudy Talmack. And I was reserved for reserve grade, and we're doing this test, and um, there's only two people who topped it. One was Roy Simmons, and I was the other person. And because it's all about belief, and then he just, we spoke about, you know, to get off the bench, you know, you set some goals, what you want to do. And every year I used to set, the, my goal was always 20 hit-ups, 20 tackles. I still try, say that to these young blokes these days. If you can do that every game, you're in the game. But you guys personally, would just every year, would you write goals, what you wanted to do? And would one of those be making the eight? Uh, no, I, I, 
I can't say that I was ever into the writing down goals, but mate, it, it obviously works. Mm. I wonder if they do it now, Timmy. Do they? Are they big on the goal I setting? Used to and... I started when I was like fifteen. Mm. I, I had my high school coach kind of teach me some habits that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of them would be winning a comp, um, and then I'd have my individual goals of what I wanted to do, and you know, I wanted to play rep footy, and that's kind of something that frustrated me too when I was when we had those leanies at Parramatta. I saw it. There was a squad there that were just happy to be playing first grade. Yeah. They didn't care whether we won or lost. They were happy that on TV to show their emotion. And that drove me crazy because the first thing I did when I played first grade, the very first next the f- next goal was to play Origin. The yeah. goal was to win a grand yeah. final. And it just burned me that people can... And then you see it a lot now. Like, you watch the competition now. That that bottom 10 of the ladder, there's a lot of players there that are just happy to be getting their paycheck yeah. and just... Some people are just happy to do that, mate. That's it. They're happy to right. do that for the rest of their career. Ne- if they never play Origin, if they never make the finals, it doesn't yeah. bother them, which, yeah, you know, I can't understand. Well, I, I went on – well, I, I can understand it, the reason being that I, I don't think I'm a very competitive type, right? Yep. And I, I had a bit of a tirade this week at the West Tigers and talking yep. about the fact that you, you need – you don't need people like me. If you want to win the comp, you need – competitive types, you know, yeah. who just, if you're playing a game of ping pong, they want to win the yeah. game, you know, and yeah. and I reckon that your two teams, your team who made the grand final and your teams mm. who made the grand final had a lot of competitive oh. teams, winning type yeah. people, yeah. and there are a lot of very good people, players, who are, they're very, very good players, but they're not actually winners or they're not actually that competitive, mm. they just sort of stand out on flashy plays, but when it comes to the crunch of having to win the game, yeah. they're not that upset about losing and, and so you're right. Well, that's why I always talk about first and everyone asks who was the hardest player to play against. And for me, it was him, not because of his skill, but just because of his competitiveness. He would, there's been so many times, and we happened in our own video, where we had someone about to score a try, and he would come up with a match-saving tackle, and he's on the other side of the field. He should have been on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And he got himself in a position to save a try because he just hated losing. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of people like him, Timmy, yeah. uh, Brett Hodgson was like this. Mm. They're not necessarily, I can't say this about Thurston, I don't know how he trained, mm. but there are a lot of people like them who they're not necessarily the best trainers, but when there's a game at oh, stake, Jared Haynes. The twin. Jared was he the same? Was he the worst trainer? <laughs> the but when he, as soon as you t- like, it, the funny, the the iron thing, the psychology of of the training. So like, if you just do hundreds or up downs, people hate it. But then you go, okay, here's a ball. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. Your yeah. GPS data showing you it's working a competition. as hard. Mm. They worked harder than anyone else, but all of a sudden they don't care because they're, they're not complaining mm. or whinging. All of a sudden they've got a ball in their hands and yeah. they want to beat you. Yes. And like, yeah, so Jared was a perfect example of someone who... So was he a very co- competitive oh, type? Oh, mate. You, you, you walk into the car, he wants to beat you. Yeah. Every, everything was a competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, there's definitely guys that you play with that um, have that competitive edge. Yeah. Well, I think if you look at the coaches these days, I had, I had the number one being Bob Fulton. Um at the back end of you know, the career I had there at Manly, it's, um, it was the most competitive. He made everything so competitive. I mean, yeah. and we do a, a defensive move and we point in points. Like, for the best, this was the best thing I've ever learned. Say we're doing eight on eight or nine on nine, and it was 10 bucks in each. Yeah. Okay. So we're holding you out in the 22, and they'd have a ball. It was two ball touch. So you touch, you had to run the other ball. Same bloke had to touch. So you're flying across, get your defensive set up. And then he goes, Timmy out. Spud out. Next thing would be eight of us, seven, eight, six, eight, five. Sometimes we would be up eight against four. And that's why our defense was so good. Working on the inside. And then we'd lose money. Yeah. And it just made us so determined. That, that was the bozo. Like, right through. Everything was a bet. Yep. And you talk about, you know, there might be a, one or two players. I reckon when in those years, those three good years when we won, uh, were in the grand finals, every person the most competitive ever. So he would say to you guys, throw, you're throwing in 10 bucks each or whatever yep. else, and you would... 
I love that. Yeah, I, even I, even drop ball. We have this. We used to have this um, drop ball thing. So it'd be three balls running at, at pace. He'd throw high, low. Yeah. And you, if you pick it up on, on the run, and it it, it it might be five or ten bucks. Yeah. But you know. Oh, well, um, I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm. Competitive players. I tell you, bloke, it was competitive. Scotty Sattler, he's going to join us right after this to talk about all things finals football. A break and back with the great Scotty Sattler. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.